Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter at Edgework Show, but we encourage you to go over to our YouTube channel, Edgework, where you can subscribe there, like this stream, and turn on notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every single time that we go live Monday through Friday. And then you can track all of our picks in the BetStamp app in the marketplace as Edgeworks. So you can see them in real time, see how they perform, and see how we've done so far throughout this season. Guys, the World Cup is on right now. Um, I missed out on a great opportunity to win guaranteed money here. The stream goes out and I immediately get a notification. Someone has replied, guaranteed fixed match. I missed out on a ton of money. Are you guys getting in on this? Like if you got the uh, the free free uh, free money here? Whoever designed those bots, man, there's a special place in hell for that person, I will yeah. say. It's automatic. so annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's... it's They've they've quickly become in the last couple of years they've quickly become easily the most annoying thing on gambling Twitter I think uh, because they're they're relentless it's like Sal thirty Sal thirty one Sal thirty two <laughs> Sal thirty three just these uh, like you know unlimited accounts uh, of the same pitcher posting about fixed matches man it's just a, a brutal thing that's going on right now yeah well if you listen to uh circles off which was released last night you would have heard rob at, and rob and johnny discussing fixed matches so you can check that out on the circles off YouTube. got any hard. do you got any fixed matches rob <laughs> well i mean who i don't know yet if the you know all the people from the nfl have met to determine the outcomes of this week <laughs> I, I don't know if they've scripted the games yet uh, i haven't heard anything on my end <laughs> all right let's get into some hockey here uh, we've been talking about on the past few shows about goalies and how they haven't really been announced quite yet. Sometimes when we're doing the show, sometimes they've been announced live on air. So money's usually the guy absolutely hammering away the refresh button, letting us know when they do come up live, when goalie changes happen or a different guy is announced. And you can see the boards lighting up, lines are moving all different places, reacting to goalie announcements. But so far this season, um, I've been burned by some goalie changes myself. I know Rob and I were talking about it before we started, and it's not been because like I've expected one guy, it's gone the other way. Uh, when the other guys announced, it's been I've reacted to news, I've bet on the team because the other team's playing the goalie, and then still gotten burned by it. Like the goalie situation has been really interesting with some of that stuff, but I know Andy, you're saying like goalies this season have been very important to each team, and when you're betting on some of these games. Yeah, I mean, and specifically today, you're looking at um, some of the best goaltenders in the league. You got Igor Shesterkin uh, with the Rangers, Elias Rokin with uh, the Islanders, and uh, of course, Connor Hellebuck uh, with the Winnipeg Jets. And I would say that all of those those three goaltenders I have projected to start more often than not uh, today. But I think there are all reasons that they, they might not start. Um, you know, for you look at the Islanders, they've got three games against Western Conference opponents. I, I doubt Ilias Rokin's going to start all three of those games. So Barlamov will probably get a game, uh, maybe two. You never know. Sometimes those things happen in these kind of weird schedule blocks where, where a team plays out of conference like this. Um, so maybe it's night and that would obviously, you know, reduce the Islanders chances of, of winning. Varlamov's a good goaltender, but Sorokin is arguably the best goaltender in the NHL right now. He's got a 935 save percentage leads all goaltenders, um, outside of what Akira Smith, but he's played like four games, but, 
Um, yeah, Sorokin's been unreal this season. Uh, and and then you look in in Winnipeg, and they're a team that's really hot right now. They're playing well. I think their underlying metrics are a lot stronger than a lot of people expected them to be, uh, especially recently. But you'd be foolish to say that Hellebuck's not a, a you know the main reason that they're having so much success. And David Riddich is a huge downgrade. Of course, the Jets are playing at home, and Hellebuck typically plays at home. And you know you you've got former Jet Patrick Line returning to the lineup tonight. They'll they'll probably go with Hellebuck, but I think there's like a small chance that they could go with with Riddick because um, the Blue Jackets are a weak team and specifically a weak defensive team. So you know maybe they look at this as a matchup that they can kind of cheat on here, right? So and then. The Rangers, uh, both Ottawa and uh, New York, are, are playing uh, again tomorrow. Um, there's doesn't seem to be really a, a huge advantage, you know, for the Rangers. They're playing the Blackhawks tomorrow. I guess you, you could you could go with Halak tomorrow, but uh, they got past the the Senators with Halak in goal uh, just you know earlier this week. So maybe they try to again uh, here today uh, in New York. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, Rob, was there any thoughts on goalies on your end there? Yeah, so like I think one of the one of the biggest advantages a sports better can have nowadays, whether that's in hockey or or any sport, is reacting to news. And we see that all the time, uh, the emergence of like underdog fantasy accounts and people who are just constantly refreshing all day to see when LeBron James is out or yeah. players are resting or whatever. And in hockey, that big advantage is gonna come from these when you have an elite goalie that doesn't play. And the drop off to the backup, and it's not like it's not like Yaroslav Halak is a terrible goalie by any stretch of the imagination. He's pretty much been league average this year. But when Shesterkin's not in, Halak is there. There's there needs to be some sort of market movement. If you've only placed those bets this year in hockey, you'd be in the poorhouse. I don't know what it is this year with you know the the, the backups being able to pull it out. I don't know if there's a change in like a league wide dynamic <laughs> where teams are just playing a little bit tighter in front of their backups. I have not been able to find that. By the way. Brian Elliott is what five and one. This yes, season, exactly. I think? Brian Elliott yeah. is the perfect example of of the guy that's just constantly winning the games where the market's steaming 30, 40 cents against him. Um, it probably will balance out over time. Like it obviously sucks to lose those types of games uh, and get a great price on a game and lose it. But at the end of the day, Brian Elliott is not Andre Vasilevsky. You have to price him for being Brian Elliott, and the same with the rest of the backups around the league. So I would I would say to people to not get discouraged by that. Um, because a lot of times people are like, oh, this is you know, nonsense. This is a closing line value, whatever. It's like we're yeah. talking about a very small sample, right? For sure. And I, w- I wonder what your th- thoughts on on this are, Rob. I'm kind of sorry to put you on the spot about something a little weird, but like for the casual better, the guy that's not trying to make his own numbers and is just trying to, you know, pick good lines out and and make, make bets every day, um, how much anticipation do you think there is out there? Like, let's take today, for example, with, with New York and, um, and Ottawa, the Rangers are, are priced around minus 175 consensus price. It looks like right now, um, like with the possibility of Halak starting today, given that they're on back to back tomorrow, they've already beaten the, the senators with their backup goaltender. Maybe they try again. Um, you know, how careful do you, ha- do you think that people have to be, um, in terms of like assuming that 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 possibility isn't somewhat already priced in, you know what I mean? Like it's um, you know, if, if, if you're just blindly assume that, okay, the market expected Halak to start today. Now Shesterkin's starting. I'm going to play the Rangers because Shesterkin is confirmed as a goaltender. Or do you think there's less of that? And, 
you know, more often than not, the, the market is priced with the better goaltender. So it's, it's challenging to say for sure. Um, when, when I first started betting hockey, I'd make a price for every goaltending combination, right? And say, okay, I'm going to wait till these goalies are confirmed. And then if I have an edge, I'm going to fire on the price. You can't do that anymore. For one, you just don't have the time to get down like an, a lot of money on any sort of player news nowadays. The market moves way quicker than it what did like three, four, five years ago. So I think we can agree on that. Um, now what I do is I essentially set the probability I think that both goalies have of starting in the game. And I create one number on the game. And if we have an edge, we bet it, period. Yeah. So there might be some, uh, you know, for example, today I have, uh, I have Shesterkin 75%. So my number has 25% Halak in that game. If Shesterkin ends up starting, then my number was off by a little bit. My number on the Rangers is going to improve, but I'm not afforded the ability anymore to just wait and see yeah. what happens. I, I am technically, I, I can, and there will be times where I can still get a bet, but there's also going to be times where it's gone and I'm going to miss a bet. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit more aggressive in that sense. And I think other people are, I've talked to so many about this before as well. And I, I think he's in the same boat as well, where he's willing to take a chance on a side. And, and I think it's kind of become that way in all sports where people just have to try to try to get out ahead of the number. Um, it's kind of like a race to, to be, be in the market quickest because everybody knows what to look for nowadays. Right. Yeah. And you got to give yourself some sort of edge. Yeah. I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive in that respect as well. But one thing I, I, I do find like obviously challenging with how I do things at, at Beeson, I'm writing an article every day and sure I could, I, I try to, uh, some days, especially on the busy days to update things. But for me to make a bet, go to the website, log into the CMS, update the article. By the time I do that, every, it's already, it's pointless. Like it's, there's, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I don't bother tweeting out a lot. Maybe that'll change in the future. Um, but because, you know, I'm, I'm at VEASAN to provide sports betting content. I don't feel it's necessarily right to make Twitter the main place where I, I give out bets. So I try to give out some good bets in the morning, uh, you know, when things are, are kind of fresh and, and the market isn't moving a whole lot. Uh, but trying to keep up with news uh, while also, you know, kind of doing things in this structure is, is just insanely hard. And it's it's tough to produce content that way. You've almost like the people that just tweet out plays have such an advantage over somebody that has to, like I said, go to a website, write an article and, and, and you know, post it and all that stuff that takes an extra 10 to 15 minutes. So uh, just uh, it, it really doesn't work a lot of the time to do that in the content uh, from a content perspective. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, the people who just tweet out plays, though, as well, you're probably, you know, even if you tweet out something related to an injury. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyone can do that, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's not a value because there are certain people out there that just want to tail it and they'll set notifications for someone's Twitter totally. and so on and so forth. But um, you're not really, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel very weird about the, the the space as a whole. And I completely echo what you're saying. Like, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're live at 1044 a.m. Eastern time. And by the end of the day today, there might be something that changed what we, we've done 
uh, or what we've talked about today. And yeah. people will still consume the content and, you know, the, not account for that change. The content space in picks is extremely challenging. Um, the real, like, really a lead into games would work. But by that point, you have almost no value left on the board either. So it's like a balancing act. And uh, we're always going to have to navigate that in, in one way or another. That's why I try to do my best to give like as many scenarios as possible, right? Like if we see this goalie, if this player doesn't yeah. play, this is what I'm thinking. This is where my line will be. And at least people can make informed decisions based off of that. Yeah, that's I try to do that as well. Unfortunately, that doesn't, you know, those that, that analysis doesn't contribute to your record or whether people right. think you're, you're, you know, some people might see it and, and appreciate that type of analysis. But uh but if you if you don't give a bet out at the end, uh, a lot of people find it pretty useless. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're looking for more of Andy's, uh, if you want access to Andy's daily NHL picks, what, that's what it's called now, Andy. You said the betting marker report. <laughs> Today's was NHL bets or there something like that. I don't know. <laughs> this, guy, well, this guy, this guy put right on there. his SEO hat last week and changed <laughs> things up on us. Gave yeah. the gave the little plug to Andy for his work at Vsin, but you can get it with. Uh, Vsin's pro subscriptions, you can get access to Andy's uh, daily NHL picks there. But then I, I gave Andy the plug, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's not what it is anymore. Like, that's <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> I, don't, I can't keep up. I just, I just write the articles and post them, and people read them, and uh, try my best to, you know, provide some some value to to people every day. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, another team here. Actually, I guess both teams in this situation have had some interesting goalie stuff going on. One in particular. Rob, you got to watch this game go down last night. It's between the Oilers and the Wilds. And the funniest thing I continue to see, whether it be former players, guys in the media, or just like executives in the league speaking through via the media or insiders and stuff, is like if this Edmonton Oilers team lost one of McDavid or Dreisaitl, they're essentially an AHL team. And like you, you lose one guy and all of a sudden they're like, that's it. They're pooched. Right now, they're already in a position where they may struggle to make the playoffs. They're not getting any type of goaltending. You sign a huge contract to Jack Campbell in the offseason. He's in year one, and the conversation is like, oh, can we get this guy back to back to normal? Can we get Jack Campbell out of this slump? It's like, that's a bad position to be in on top of the fact you've lost Evander Kane for a long time. Is this Edmonton Oilers team in some serious trouble of missing the playoffs right now? I think so. So I was at a bar last night watching Thursday night football and I got two other hockey games on the screens on the side, which was Sabres avalanche and Oilers and wild as well. Um, and the Oilers don't look good. Um, I, I'm not too high on the wild team and they kind of dominated Edmonton at five on five, but the Jack Campbell experiment has to end at some point soon. And this is where you get into the inherent challenge of you sign a goalie to a long-term contract. We're going to give him enough rope to you know, try to see this through versus, okay, now we've dropped a lot of points and we cannot win whenever we put this guy in net. So at which point do you just say, we have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they're still young guys. This is a team that maybe we can add a few pieces at the deadline, potentially make a run here, but we got to get into the playoffs. At what point do you just say, you know what, Jack, I'm sorry, you know, we're we got to sit you down for a long time because this is not new, right? This isn't just like, oh, he's gone to Edmonton and he's been bad. He was very bad for the latter half of last season. Um, from January onwards, he was one of the worst goaltenders in the league in terms of goal saved yeah. above expected. Uh, so I, I just look at Edmonton and I'm like, okay, this is already a team that 
is pretty much like league average at five on five. Anytime they, they take a step up in class, they're kind of getting, I, I don't want to say killed, but like they're getting the play taken to them because they just don't have the depth of those teams. And then you put bad goaltending in on top of that. And it's not like a runaway for them. I expect that like Calgary's behind them in the standings. I think Calgary has a much better chance of being better going forwards than Edmonton. You look at the other oh, division, man. Nashville struggled to start the year. You have some teams in there that are all going to be fighting for those wild card spots. I don't think that I'm necessarily favoring Edmonton over any of them right now, as long as they keep riding Jack Campbell and Nets. So I think that's got to change for them very quickly, or they are at serious risk of not. And, and like, what's that? What's it going to be like if they miss the playoffs for like <laughs> David, who's going to be free agent in a couple of years? Like, it's it's going to be really, really rough in Edmonton. Well, he's coming yeah, to Toronto it, anyways. So it oh, shut really up. <laughs> they, uh, they seem to be relying on uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, like more heavily than they have been in the last couple of years. And, of course, uh, the the injury to Kane was a big blow to the team, and you have to account for that. And they've, they've missed some depth pieces, and, you know, their depth has taken a hit over the last little bit. But, yeah, like, I mean – they don't look too bad on offense when you when you look at like them in all situations. I think they rank around eleventh or tenth overall. Um, but five on five, I don't know. I'm frozen up here. Five on five, they are um, they're they're atrocious. They're they're like twenty fourth in the league uh, on offense. And yeah, McDavid and Drysaddle have, I believe, contributed about fifty five or fifty six percent of their goals this season. So it's just uh, it's just not a good look for this team. And I agree with uh, everything that Rob said. After every Oilers game, I, I I like to use money puck for visuals, um, not necessarily for the, the the stats and metrics itself, but just yeah. for the visuals. And after every game, I kind of click through and like, okay, which which players did well at five versus five, <laughs> and this and that, because they have a nice little you know chart that's that's posted there. Um, visual the stacks, you mean the like stack, the, yeah. yeah, and it's always so... you know McDavid and Drysidle near the top, and then everybody else just like slammed down, yes. sandwiched together, <laughs> exactly, like really exactly compressed like... all together. You can't even read their names. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're trying to move just two big, huge blocks of McDavid and Drysidle, and then a tiny little bunch of little slices with like names that you can barely read. Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even just to touch on that too, like you're talking about teams that are behind them. The Oilers right now in the first wild card spot, they got 26 points. The Wild, the Preds, the Flames all sitting behind them. They're either two or three points back and they all have games in hand yeah. on the Oilers here. Like now yeah. it is very early in the season, but just in comparison, like relatively here, it's not looking good. So, And I'm not optimistic that this team is going to sit down Jack Campbell because they're the same team that ran Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith you know, for, for how many years. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've necessarily got the, the best uh, radar when it comes to, okay, we should get rid of this goaltender. So Ken Holland doesn't strike me as a guy either. That's going to be willing to admit that he got it wrong and just go to the coaching staff and say, you know, do what you guys want to do here type of situation. I'm sure there's pressure at the top to say like, like we're playing him until he turns it around. Like he's going to turn it around. I know he's going to turn it around. <laughs> yeah. like, it just never happens. All right, last thing before we get into some of these games here tonight a little bit more. Um, one thing that has been kind of consistent, I've always felt, especially like growing up playing hockey, having buddies who are playing higher level hockey, is just seeing like your special teams. You're basically looking for above 20% on your power play, 80% on your penalty kill, and then that's that's a pretty good, pretty good year. Like if you're if you finish at that. 
this season in the NHL, things have been a whole lot different, whether it be penalty kill percentages being down in general or on specific teams or power plays being through the roof. Andy, can you take us through kind of what's gone on this year and how much people should be looking into special teams? Yeah, I think, you know, for, for a lot of years, a lot of my focus, and I think a lot of other people like, you know, Rob and, and others that, that bet on hockey were mostly focused on the, you know, the teams play at five on five, but special teams are becoming a, uh, of bigger importance, I guess you would say. Um, and, you know, just an easy way to kind of point out what's going on right now. I, I think, you know, in general, intuitively, the last couple of years, you could you could look at the way the game was being played and you could you could say the teams were playing in a much more optimal way on offense, not taking, you know, not firing as many muffins. They're really trying to get those, um, you know, grade A scoring chances more, more than just lobbing pucks to the net. There's still a lot of that, don't get me wrong, but... Um, you know, teams are getting smarter and, and playing the game in a, in a different way. And if you look uh, at the last three seasons and just look at, you know, effic- scoring efficiency on the power play. So goals per 60 minutes, uh, we can look at 2019, 20, even though it was a shortened season because we're, we're doing it this way. Um, the Nine out of the top 15 power plays in terms of goals for per 60 minutes are from this season. Uh, the rest are from last season none are from 2019 20 um you know there there are i i believe uh, six yeah six teams this season that are scoring over 10 power play goals on a per 60 minute basis last season there was three the season before there was zero so um you know some of these teams like the avalanche the stars the bruins the oilers uh right they've, they've got the fifth best power play scoring efficiency in the league and it's a reason why they aren't in the the basement right now probably even the canucks same thing um, another team that's great on the power play, but yeah, these are, uh, these are, it's a, it's, it's, it's a big thing right now that I'm putting a lot more focus on when I'm making my numbers. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, you know, make some adjustments to the, the way I price games here, um, because of this. Uh, and I think it's going to be a while before teams catch up because defense always lags behind offense. I think in the game, uh, probably in whatever sport we're talking about, uh, you know, offense is a little more free-flowing and you've got more control and, and defense i think uh it takes a little bit more time to to perfect so uh these coaches have you know really upped the way they 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 play offensively specifically on special teams and i think um they've got a long way to go uh in terms of catching up on the penalty kill and 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 on the defensive side of the puck so definitely something for for betters to watch out for and maybe put a little bit more focus on the teams that are uh really good on the power play and really bad on the penalty kill I've noticed um, there's so it, I noticed something probably about a month ago that the Leafs started doing on the power play, which I now see other teams doing. And I wonder if it's just like because I, I, I believe it's not just like there's probably some sort of fundamental change as to how teams have played offense on the power play that creates to it. And it was a John Tavares goal where he was in the slot and he basically turned his back away from the net and had his stick out of the defenders like line of. And I, I, I see more and more teams doing that now, right? Where it's somebody standing in the slot, but rather than facing the net, they're actually facing away from the net so they can quickly receive a pass and, and get off a shot right away from right in the slot. Uh, I've noticed it several times in the past week where more teams are doing that. And I wonder if that's just like a very, very small change like that, where no lo- like now your two defensemen stick down low cannot actually reach that yeah. pass. That just creates a... a a slot level shot on the power play, which is pretty regularly reproducible and that just changes everything. So um, I'm not the X's and O's guy to say that that's for sure the way that it's happening, but I've definitely noticed that that's happening a lot more around the league nowadays 
than it was previously. So um, maybe maybe we'll start to see some articles filter out from like the the non hockey better guys who are just like break down the plays and stuff like that, where they can uh, they can point to exactly where this this offensive uptick is coming from. Yeah, I I did notice that as well with the Leafs there, that change. It's just like the net front guy stepping out more and being like a hybrid bump, uh, bumper slash net front guy at that point. So they're in a position for the slot shot. Um, let's go through some of these games here tonight with some best bets if we have any. Rob, I'll start with you. Anything that's jumping out off the page, whether it be sides, totals, um, or player props here? So since we've come on air, just want to let anyone know what's changed. Cam Talbot is confirmed in net for the Ottawa Senators tonight. Um, Talbot's actually been like on par with Forsberg this year. That's not to say I expect that going forwards because Forsberg was very good last year. But just to point out that that's a uh, an inherent change that we've had. Uh, one thing I'm looking at is Brady Kachuk to score a goal in that game. Um, I think anything at 2-1 to one or higher is a very fair price on Brady uh, Chuck's number, I think he's been one of the most unlucky players in the league, and and the numbers would support that in terms of the, way, his the amount goals. of shots that this guy's getting. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's not only so the shot attempts are he's got 148 shot attempts this year in 22 games. So that's one thing for sure. But you, you break it down. So, like, for example, Matt Barzal is a very unlucky player in the NHL. However, he's his expected goals is largely accumulated from all these low XG events. Like he does not have a lot of high XG events this year. And when you actually look at Brady Kachuk, it's completely different. Like he, on a, on a game by game basis, he's getting, he's getting roughly one high danger chance per game. He's getting more than two medium danger chances per game. At some time, I think it's going to balance out. He's shooting 1.1% lower than last year. I do think that there's going to be an uptick in his goal scoring going forwards. I'm hoping for Halak, obviously, maybe that the Rangers say, hey, he just beat the, the Sens. Let's ride him back and see if we can have him beat the Sens again. But either way, I do think that's a valuable bet. And honestly, there's something about Ottawa that I think Ottawa has been incredibly unlucky. Um, they, they have the vibe of the Hurricanes several years ago where they just put a ton on net and they can't score. So maybe that's just going to continue. But if you look at Ottawa in the month of November as a whole, they had 1.96 goals for per 60. So actual goals for 1.96 expected <laughs> goals for per 60 in that month, 3.08. That can't go on forever. Even if they're taking a lot of poor shots, I think there's a lot of positive regression for the Sens going forwards here. Uh, but I do like the Brady Kachuk goal score prop tonight. And I do think that Ottawa is a team to watch as potentially an undervalued one going forwards. I see a chat uh, comments in the chat here from Lonnie mm-hmm. saying Igor Shesterkin first goalie off at Rangers morning skate per Molly Walker. So here he goes. Thanks, Lonnie. News. That's who you get in the, uh, that's what yeah. you get in, in the Edgework YouTube <laughs> I like that. Instant I appreciate notifications. that. Yeah. It's tough no. when you're on air to keep up with all the news. Totally. I do this Sunday NFL 11 a.m. pizza buffet, and I got like a million things going on. It's very tough. So appreciate that, Lonnie. Uh, and that play was tracked in the uh, in the BetStamp app in the marketplace where you can find us as Edgework. You can follow us on there and then see all of our plays tracked in real time. Andy, any best bets for tonight? Um, 
so I, I posted my VEASAN article earlier. There'll be some things I'm monitoring today. Um, you know, I know people are a lot less risk adverse than I am. So I do tend to, to wait until goaltenders are confirmed more often than not before I actually kind of publicly give out a bet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't give out a whole lot of totals and I don't know that I want to do this today because, <laughs> I don't know. but like the, the Islanders and Predators over five and a half uh, is kind of staring me in the face today uh, at, at plus 115 uh, at profit exchange. You can get minus 125 uh, kind of consensus price. Um, but I also like, like Noah Dobson. I, I think this, game is gonna is kind of like a, a sneaky high paced game both teams allow uh a lot of shots the, the predators are tired um kevin lankinen has been been pretty good this season um but i i keep going back to noah dobson over two and a half shots minus 130 at DraftKings. i don't know if there's a better price out there because the shot props are kind of tough at, at this time in the the day um but uh dobson's been been really good for the islanders and uh, you know, he's, he's gone over that that total more than his his odds would suggest he does. Um, and uh, and lately, I mean, he's he's gone over it in in one, two, three, four, five out of his last six games. Uh, and, you know, the, the if you go further than that, he's been kind of on a streak here in the last 10 or 11 games where he's gone over that that two and a half uh, shot total quite a bit. So I do like Noah Dobson. Uh, over two and a half shots at minus 130. I know it's not the sexiest bet in the world, but uh, not the chalkiest either. I mean, you could look at a guy like Kachuk to go over three and a half shots, which he will, will probably do at, at minus 130. But I, I like Dobson here at, at minus 130 uh, to go over two and a half. All right. Uh, that will also be tracked in the BetStamp app. And then the only one that I'm going to go with, I talked to Rob before we started. I'm going to the Columbus-Winnipeg game, and I'm going to go with Jack Roslevic, anytime goal scorer. I've seen it at plus 400. Uh, I love love the revenge game <laughs> narrative. That's just you playing your old team, like going up against them. Andy talked about it. Like there's just uncertainty in goaltenders, so you don't really know who may or may not be in net here. And then we're also just looking at this, and you can find plus 400. You're seeing like 350, uh, 370, 310, down in the rest of the market so just based on best price in market caesar sportsbook there and uh yeah give me jack just Rosalind. for the hell of it can you go to the the uh no adoption shots on goal because i did look earlier and there was nothing up uh for yeah, yeah just had two, just two and a half uh botanos over minus 133 that is yeah, the best okay. price in market but yeah, yeah. the roughly minus 140 average price on over two and a half okay yeah yeah all right. Are there any other bets here for tonight? Is that a, is that all? It's a tough card. Like honestly, I the Columbus Winnipeg game, we still don't know the goalie combo, so that could really swing things either way. By the way, like Merzlikens has not been good this year either. And he's coming off a hip injury and like I mean, uh, you never know with a guy. Like maybe he just ends up backing up Corpus Allo tonight, but um yeah, you never know what kind of what kind of game shape a guy's going to be in after something like that and how long he's been off, what he's been skating, what he's been doing in his workouts and, and whatnot. So there's a lot, lot of uncertainty there. Even if he plays, what kind of goaltending are you going to get from him? And I, I think the Islanders have a lot of the vibes of the Rangers last year where people will continuously fade them because their XG numbers are poor, but then they have Sorokin and he's just going to like keep winning games because he's i uh i have the islanders at and i think there would be yeah i could i could 
probably justify betting them somewhere if I, I shopped around. I mean, Superbook, obviously, I don't have access to that, but that has minus 154, Pinnacle minus 156. Uh, I think they should be around minus 170 uh, if it's uh, Sorokin and versus Lankinen, which it probably will be. But obviously, it's uh, it's kind of tough with the – I mean, Hines has started uh, Saros on a back-to-back before, um, and he, he had – and uh, and Barlamov could, could always get the start for the Islanders as well, like I mentioned before. I think Lankinen has been good enough this year that they're not scared to go to him on the back. No, like, no, for there, sure. There were times before where Saros, ever. yeah, like when Saros was backed up by Riddick, like it was like, oh God, like we need never. To go. Yeah, back, yeah. Back even in even in like the in, even in the the situations where you're like he has to go with Riddick tonight, he wouldn't, and right. uh, and it was getting right. kind of frustrating actually because I, I I bet against a few uh, what I thought were bad um, you know lines against the National Predators last season. Um, thinking that there's there's like a you know eighty percent chance that Riddick goes tonight, and within a half an hour, nope, Saros is starting. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, dark. Days. All right. <laughs> well, that will do it for today's edition of uh, Edgework. You can find us all here every Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. But if you're looking for hockey content throughout the week, you can find us on the Edgework YouTube channel just as Edgework or on Twitter at Edgework Show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you're looking for all the picks that we give out on the show, you can find us in the BetStamp app in the marketplace as Edgework. But if you're looking for more of Rob's content, you can go over to thehammer.bet, find all of the different stuff that Rob is on, whether it's soccer shows or, I mean, football, football, football either football, football yeah. show that you're looking for, Rob's on those. Sunday morning, going through NFL slates, uh, Sunday night pregame, Monday night pregame, as well as at halftime in those. And if you're looking for more content from Andy, you can go over to VEASAN, get the VEASAN Pro subscription. And my OnlyFans. <laughs> i don't know i don't know they're not promoting that on to see here. that i'm just saying like the look at the fire hat game on us today eh? like, what, you know, what, what do you guys think of this i was very uh i was very like i didn't know but I, i've always liked the sabers logo especially the yeah, old school I just, you know, yeah right? i just picked uh i just got this one here today uh oh, i gotta hide my bald head oh. <laughs> oh. yeah yeah there you go so you're adding more hats to the collection. Also, follow oh, Andy buddy, on Twitter at, at Digital Gambler, and you you may you may be able to grab a hat and a giveaway. Look at this shit. Wow! Just... There you go. 40, I'm just, I'm just glad them. you. I'm just glad you were wearing pants when you got up to do that. Oh, that one's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, you know, follow me on Twitter. You might win some hats because I got something to give away. I kind of got <laughs> fucking things got out of hand here. You know so. <laughs> The one I had my eye on in the photo was the uh, the Whalers hat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're not getting that. Send you a, Yank- send you a Yankees hat or something. <laughs> oh god, I did try to buy a Ray Ferraro Hartford Whalers jersey a couple of years ago off of you know those like overseas jersey sites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. Uh, like there was Express. no guarantee. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was AliExpress. There was no guarantee it was a Ferraro jersey coming back. I was like, eh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Probably have like one one R or something like that. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just wanted it for the pond. It's a that's a good <laughs> pond hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that does it for today's edition of Edgework. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and we will see everyone back here with this crew next Friday. But we will be back with Edgework Monday morning. Myself, Andrew Walker, Joe Madden, Alex B. Smith. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you.